0: You are listening to You Heard It Here Second.
1: Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com.
0: Subscribe and follow today.
1: One of our worst fears has come true, Derek, and it's the worst color
0: matchup that we could have in oh the Oh, God. I was thinking about this all day on Championship <laughs> <and> Sunday. It's <laughs> disgusting. It's so gross. Yeah. Derek and Steve present one that. carton of milk. How many cow's milk do you think contributes to one carton? That's a little gross to think about, but probably 1.5 billion. I gotta think yes. I gotta think it's somewhere along the line there. I had a glass of milk that came from the same cow.
1: And I'm gonna tell you, Tampa Bay has viper fever. Man, we get get bit.
0: You heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number 146 Have You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what'd you have for dinner today?
1: What did I have for dinner today? Dumb question. You, yeah, you I had to. It's better than stuff. how you doing. It's better than yeah, how you doing. It's better than how you doing. Um, <laughs> you know what I had for dinner? I had a turkey sandwich. Nice. With carrot sticks on the side.
0: Oh wow, that's healthy.
1: I know. Nice. I'm trying to eat a little healthier.
0: Nice. That's great.
1: Uh, my question that's for you, great. Derek, because I don't care what you had for dinner.
0: Right, right, right. Naturally,
1: is which fruit can you throw the farthest? Would you think which
0: fruit can I throw the farthest? Hmm.
1: Or vegetable. Well, I'll
0: give you even give you a vegetable. Oh, or vegetable. Hmm. Well, so interesting. I, I, I'm I don't I can't think of many vegetables that come to mind that I would put into this group. Maybe maybe a potato if it was the May, right shape.
1: Or like a yam, like a football shape. yeah, y- it could yeet a yam.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See the the the, the thing I, that makes me hesitate about football shape is it's really gotta I feel like be perfect. Like to actually have the shape work. All right, know?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow this down for you. Okay, blueberry, grape, <laughs> lime, orange, or pear slash avocado. Right. Same so,
0: shape. um, I think that I I lean toward lime. Um, throw out blueberry and grape. Those are that's those are ridiculous suggestions. You, you don't
1: think a, a grape?
0: Like no, I don't think grape? so. There's not no, enough, okay. there's not enough area to, uh, no, I don't think so. I also don't feel like I haven't seen a grape that's like truly hard enough that I, that you could like grip it firmly. You know,
1: I guess that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Um,
0: and, and I just, I just feel like it's too small in the same way that I don't think I could throw a golf ball further than a baseball, you know? you can hit a golf ball a lot further than you can hit a baseball but i don't think this you can't throw it further because i think the 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 grip that you get on it i think is a big factor mm. so i'm going to go with the lime i think now i think the close second to me would be the avocado because of the because of again the firmness of it right. that allows you to really get a good grip on it and orange i think is slightly too uh it's not like it's squishy but i just feel like you'd kind of uh there's a little bit more give on the orange i think than the lime is a little is a slightly bit smaller and i think better for throwing closer to a baseball size so i think i'm going to go with the lime
1: lime is not a terrible answer but it's not right
0: what's your what what is what I, is your either, answer it's either
1: it's either an orange or i honestly think i could throw a pair to the moon i think i could grip hmm. it right and throw it like a football so it's got the spiral it's got like a tail it's almost like a nerf
0: a nerf yes, football he, you know with that long it, tail I, I understand that aerodynamic. It, just, it worries me that any imperfection in that shape would would ruin it. Would make well. It it's not... the
1: perfect pair. True. It would okay. Be like okay. in your head, it's not like oh, I picked a really hard, nice, <laughs> firm, good grip lime and a lumpy, dumb pear. Right. Right. It's, right. You pick right. the best of the fruit, the best
0: of right. the best. It's the best possible that it could be. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I could I could see that. I, I still I still tend to think that the spherical shape over the the shape resembling more of a football shape. I, th- I lean toward the, f- the spherical being able to throw further, but
1: here's my, here's my argument. I think it all comes down to how it fits in your hand. Yeah, true. I think that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, think about this. Like, um, yeah, you're right. Cause everyone, everyone has different like throwing motion and like, like mechanics of throwing and, Different hands than how it would fit, like you said. Like I bet you, you know, uh, Tom Brady probably throws a football farther than he throws a baseball. Definitely. You know, like, but Jackie Bradley Junior. throws a baseball way farther than he throws a football. You right, know?
1: but those are sports. We're not talking about sports. No, 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 I know, but I am saying <laughs> that
0: I am saying that different people with different throwing motions and everything, the shape would would it would be different for them. So, you, so you might think that a football shape works better for you if you feel Ooh. like you throw a football well.
1: Interesting. The, it know? depends. Answer.
0: Yeah. Well. Well. It depends. I'm acknowledging that it could be different for different people. Okay. Well. So there's only one way to find out. We have I, to get I, every fruit and vegetable in the world, then go on a football field. We're going to test.
1: test this. And the, fun, so. the the better question is, which do you think would go the least far? Which is like a pineapple, a banana, or a blueberry? <laughs> like, which do you think you could throw the least far?
0: Mm, all right. I'm I'm trying to picture myself throwing a pineapple, <laughs> a banana, <laughs> a blueberry. I mean, you you can't include all the vegetables that would be like more like on the green side that wouldn't really no, go anywhere. You can't, but like yeah,
1: let's correct.
0: not include those. So uh, fruits only. I I I think I could probably chuck a pineapple further than I could throw a single blueberry. I don't I just don't think a blueberry would travel very far.
1: That's a hot take. I think pineapple would probably go the least far.
0: Yeah, I mean it is obviously the toughest to throw, but yeah. I think a banana. a banana, banana, you could get a decent little whip on it. I feel like if you threw it, like a, almost like a frisbee,
1: <laughs> a banana would obviously come back to you like a boomerang.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. So actually, the net—we're di- talking net distance here. Or? <laughs> yeah,
1: total distance <laughs> when it hits the ground. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this is a this is a we're gonna need to do an experiment on this. It I think. sounds easy enough.
1: <laughs> well, we'll do that and get back to you. Get Absolutely. back to the listeners. They need yeah. to know. <laughs>
0: So, uh, so that's I think the opening drive uh, of of the episode. So let us know yeah. your thoughts on uh, what fruit you can throw the farthest, um, or vegetable, or, or uh, fruit like vegetables can count here.
1: Um, yeah, like so. is it tomato a fruit or a vegetable? Is right. an avocado it, a fruit it, or a vegetable? It counts
0: in this in this discussion. <laughs> right,
1: just include it. Just yeah. throw it and see where it goes.
0: Agreed. So, uh, anything else on the on the fruit throwing discussion?
1: I have a lot more to say on the fruit-throwing discussion, but I feel like we should move on.
0: Our answer could change the way that... uh, You know the whole thing about like when you throw tomatoes on the stage? True. Like Our answer could change the the spectrum of history there if we decide that limes are easier to throw or pears. Yeah, but they would hurt more. I don't know. True, true. (laughs) We have to do do more research. You need that balance of throwability and safety, so... (laughs) Throwability we'll
1: and safety, the, the perfect combo.
0: The tomato <laughs> appears to be the perfect combo, but we can yeah. try to disprove that if we want. Yeah. So, um, All right, so that does it for the opening drive and brings us into half number one, which is sports. The Monster Jam. All right, so sports um, got some... Now that the real football season has yeah. started, the, Sp- the, fru- speak- the Super is wrapped yeah. up. Speaking and, um, of
1: throwing tomatoes at, at bad performances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, speaking of throwing tomatoes at performances is a, is a good segue here. Um, the XFL is underway. Uh, I actually haven't, so I haven't really paid a lot of attention after week one. Now I did kind of keep an eye on what was going on, but, uh, I'm curious at the larger scale, if it maintained its level of interest that it did, cause it had a pretty successful week one, as far as people being interested in it. Um, so I'm not sure if you have thoughts on the XFL overall, but we can start with a little bit more focus, which is, um, you know, I, I wish you know definitely go back and listen to our last episode and the uh, clip of Steve basically saying that he was pumped about the XFL yeah. because now he can watch a Tampa Bay team lose every week for the rest of his life instead of only sixteen weeks a year, and that is ringing true. <laughs> the the, yeah. the Tampa Bay Vipers, one of the top few favorites at the opening of the XFL season, betting wise, one of the top few favorite to win the championship are 0-3 after three weeks. Um, Steve, what is going on with the Vipers, and why uh, is Tampa getting bit?
1: The only team in XFL history not to win a game yet.
0: They oh, wow. are I didn't 0-3. That.
1: They've had one home game. They've only played one home game. They lost a close one to one of the other stupid XFL teams. <laughs> um, but it, its it's almost too perfect to be a joke. Like, I just, of course, I can't root for a good football team. Of course I can't. <laughs> Even the Tampa Bay Vipers. I just, I don't get it. And now Houston, those the the cheaters down in Houston from the, the Astros get the 3-0 Houston Roughnecks. I just can't stand it.
0: Yeah. Just can't stand yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. Anyway. That's tough. That's tough. I'm not,
1: I'm not going to talk about, uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about the XFL. I just wanted to note that when I made the joke three weeks ago about now I get to watch a team lose every Sunday for the rest of my life without interruption. You weren't kidding. I wasn't kidding. It's, exa- <laughs> it's They may never win a game and it's like, it's I want, funny, but it actually makes me mad.
0: I want to make a, a brief aside to the other Tampa Bay team you root for just real quick. This a, wasn't on the agenda, but I want to say it because, because I'm, I'm, I'm buying it. Okay. Okay. James Winston. Uh, I'm sure you probably saw this. I've heard of him. Underwent LASIK surgery.
1: Yes, I did see that.
0: Jameis can see now. Jameis, Jameis has can see now. vision. I am telling you, if you guys let Jameis go somewhere else, he will be so good next year.
1: You think the, the LASIK is going to change everything?
0: Only if Tampa lets him go somewhere else.
1: Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> it won't make a difference if he stays.
0: <laughs> I just know that if he goes to another team, he will have like 35 touchdowns in like, 10 picks yeah and that it, team will go at least 11 and 5
1: trust me I know that <laughs> that's something I know
0: all right I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of that um yeah, but so. but seriously I think an interesting thing to follow because he literally has not been able to read the scoreboard his entire career yeah so. he like
1: squint, he like squints up His like face is all smushed up in his yeah. in his helmet yeah he so I actually I actually
0: do find that a, a noteworthy story worth worth looking looking at next year um but anyway, that's uh we'll see if Hall, that's on Tampa or not. Um This, as, this is
1: what it's it's going to be uh the Buccaneers B A what is it? B L <laughs> and V L or A L before LASIK and after LASIK. Yes, yes. B L and A L. <laughs> that joke didn't didn't do as good as I wanted it to. No, it's it's okay though. It's
0: okay. <laughs> <Thank you>. So <laughs> So we'll see, but uh so there you go. The Vipers are 0 and 3. Uh, and Tampa continues to lose, and we will see if uh, see if they can do anything during this entire streak. By the way, the Tampa Bay Lightning have been doing great, so at least you're kind of trading uh, you're trading off losses for wins, yeah, in, in some form or another.
1: They've stumbled; rec- the Lightning have stumbled recently, yeah. But they they won eleven in a row, so yeah, I'm they rattled off complain. a I'm, lot in a row. I'm not going to complain about anything yeah. ever. With the <laughs> thank you for thank you, Lightning.
0: Very true, very true. So, uh, anything else on the XFL, or you just wanted to give that ode to the Vipers?
1: Just a. Shout out to the Vipers.
0: <laughs> so, uh, transitioning from one thing that people complain about to another, um, a few weeks ago, uh, or I guess a week ago, I don't even know how long ago this was at this point. It was before, it was after our last podcast. But uh, Red Sox ownership, who has drawn lots of criticism from Red Sox fans uh, over the years, um, but in particular this month, uh, traded away Mookie Betts and David Price uh, to the Los Angeles Dodgers in return for. A few, uh, basically one young major league quality player and and some prospects. Um, essentially, you know, reading between the lines because the Red Sox want to get under the luxury tax. They want to get David Price's contract off the books, and most of all, they want to not pay Mookie Betts four hundred million dollars, uh, which is what it looks like the market commands based on the contracts of uh, Mike Trout, Manny Machado, Bryce Harper in the past few years. So. Uh, what was your gut reaction, if you have any, about Mookie and Price being traded from the Red Sox?
1: Um, to be honest, I my thoughts, I, I have thoughts, but I'm not a Sox fan, and I'm right. actually more of a David Price fan than a right, Sox right. fan. So, Price getting out of there is about darn time. He hated it there. He hated the media, um, at least from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, um, he was always getting into fights with like the anou- literal announcers. Um, yeah, right, and yeah. so, like the guys who announced the baseball, yeah, Dennis games. Eckersley. Yeah, um, so that I I understand, and he's still young enough, and he'll make a he'll make a splash. Uh, Mookie is more confusing. He's he's a once in a generation type talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I'll let you speak to that, but my only, my my only point about it will be like finally, the rich don't get richer. I mean, at yeah. least in the AL East. Yeah. Usually it's the Rays giving things to the Red Sox. Now it's at least the Red Sox giving it to the
0: Dodgers? Yeah, the Dodgers. Oh, both the Dodgers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, both went to the Dodgers. And so the rich getting richer applies to the Dodgers here at least right. because they've, they've been to the World Series two years in a row. Right. And, uh, or sorry, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. They, they were in the World Series two years in a row. They didn't make it last year. But, um, but the, yeah, so I think along the price. Uh, the price comment I think is is true to an extent. I think after 2018 things got better for price but he still really never got along with the media. I think that he I think he enjoyed I, I think he liked being here from the sense of of his teammates and stuff and and the, yeah. I think to an extent the fans I think he I think he had no problem with Red Sox fans for the most part but the media and the team like the, the media related to the team was toxic between price and and, and those and those media members for a while. So I, I think it makes sense. And also just it uh, being that he's a little bit of an older pitcher, like making tons of money, like he made sense as far as the guy that you have to get rid of if you're trying to get under the luxury tax, right? That that I get. Um, and I think most people would have, you know, if if you had traded David Price and said, hey, we needed to get under the, the luxury tax, we had to trade Price. I think most fans would be like, okay, like I'll miss David Price, but that, you know, I understand. Um, the Mookie thing is like... You're you're right. It's a little bit perplexing, and the reason that you get under the luxury tax is so that you can have a guy like Mookie Betts, <laughs> like right. like that's why you that's why as ownership you would save money is to be able to pay the contract that's coming to Mookie Betts, and he's under contract this season. Like they didn't that he they didn't have to sign him yet. Like the Dodgers don't have to sign him yet. Um, and so to get really just like kind of a you know a good player in return in Alex Verdugo, I don't know a lot about him uh he's just he's you know he's young and he might be good who knows but um you're right that that bets is a generational talent uh has won an mvp has won a world series and really has been in like the top 5 of mvp, MVP voting pretty much all of the last th- you know four years or so um and so yeah it's it's just one of those things that you look at all the contracts that the red Sox have given out right they gave chris right. sale a huge contract they gave price a huge contract they gave Ivaldi a pretty big contract um, you know, JD Martinez got a big contract. Uh, Xander Bogarts got a big contract, which I like, you know, I think that Bogarts is a core piece of the team, but they've just given out so many of these big contracts that now when it comes to Mookie bets, like it's, a part of me wonders if it's just because of the optics of 400 million, is it really like, yeah. was it really the money or was it just like the concept of it? And like, Oh, well, once it passed 400 million, they have this excuse that they can say that it's too much, right? Like it's, but, but the thing is it's not based on the baseball market you know
1: well here's the question for you Derek do you think how much do you think the influence of the new Rays baseball operations guy so yeah true I, I can't remember his name but the guy uh, who basically Bloom yeah Keim Bloom yeah the guy who basically made his living doing this exact thing yeah. down in Tampa Bay creating a very good baseball team with very little money. Um, recently got hired by the Red Sox like two two months ago. Yeah. Um, so this, of course, is not a decision you make in under two months is trading Mookie Betts away. Right, right. But do you think having a guy like that in the front office and who can say, listen, it's not about the best player in the world being on your team. It's about having a good team. Like look at the nationals. They dumped their best player and possibly the best player in baseball and won the world series. Bryce Harper. So there, I I see it from both sides. Obviously if you're a Red Sox fan, you have to be disappointed, but what are your thoughts on that?
0: No, no I, I think that's a great point. And I think, uh, not only do I think that that had like, so I think your question was like, what was the influence of having that new GM? I think it goes even further than that. To be honest, I actually think that's potentially in part why they chose him as their GM. I, I mean, we, we were on this podcast, I think when Dave Dombrowski got fired as the GM, as the president of baseball operations for the Red Sox. And I think, I think if I remember correctly, my take at that time, because I, this is what I think still was that I thought it was like I thought it was insane that the Red Sox were firing Dave Dombrowski less than a year removed from winning the World Series. Yeah. Like like you won the World Series. You built a World Series champion. And then you had then you missed the playoffs the next year in a year when the Yankees won like a hundred something games, right? I think the Yankees passed hundred wins last year. And yeah. so you lost the division to that team, like who just had a great year. Like you can't win the World Series every year was my take. Right. So like I was like this is crazy that they're firing Dombrowski over this now, you know, firing him and bringing in, like you said, a guy like Bloom who was with the Rays, who knows, who has experience in building on a much tighter budget, right? Like like really a minuscule budget compared to what the Red Sox operate on. Yeah. And Dombrowski was giving out all the big contracts, right? He's the one who, who gave them all out. So I think, yeah, that was a, I think that was a intentional um, motive there in, in switching general managers and really putting Bloom in charge of, you know, like you said, you don't make that decision in two weeks or or even in two months. Like as far as trading the face of your franchise like that, so yeah, I think that that was a big part of it. And you you know, it's a good point. And, and like, who would have thought that Steve's the one speaking optimism to Red Sox fans? But the national the Nationals <laughs> example is a good one, right? Like, I mean, you know, you would never have thought the Nationals would put together a World Series champion team after dumping Bryce Harper, right? Or actually, they just I think he just walked, right? I don't even think they traded him.
1: I don't know the the optics. I just know, yeah, this the year he left. Yeah, they, they won, won the World, the World, Series. World Series without yeah. him. So and they, I don't think they made the playoffs the, the year before, or or, or if they did, good. they
0: were a, a fringe team. You know, they like they right. weren't they weren't a true contender. I mean, they were good in the beginning of the year, I think. But so anyway, that's uh, we'll see how it goes, and you know that could have the effect. I, I think that the Red Sox still have a pretty good team, but it's just you, you lose a an MVP caliber player. It's going to be tough. So. So we'll see, but Mookie and Price, I think the, the part that's not getting talked about is whether the Dodgers uh, might really finally be able to put it all together this year, because they just got uh, two pretty playoff-tested and, and very good players. So um, that's it for baseball. Uh, moving on to tennis, uh, I think this one will be mostly you. You want to give an update on on the tennis world?
1: I will. There's not much going on in the tennis world right now, yep. um, but big news is Maria Sharapova has officially retired at age 32. Wow. She had a 19 year career. I think her she won her first title when she was 17 years old. I think it was the U.S. Open. Uh, she had a, won five total Grand Slams. Fun fact: I have met Maria Sharapova, Derek. Nice. I didn't know she, that. Yeah, she lives in Bradenton, Florida. She tra- she was basically like, she was basically the poster child for IMG or. A, At the Mm. time, it was Boletary Academy. Now, it's known as IMG, where everyone in every sport trains, but it started as a tennis academy, and she was basically who who launched it, the person who launched it into the stratosphere. So, a lot of, uh, I have to give a shout out to her for not just putting IMG on the map, but putting Bradenton on the map. Now, there's people all over the world who know Bradenton, Florida, because of IMG academies. Right. Um, Another fun fact, and i get your opinion on this. My dad doesn't like Maria Sharapova for a very specific reason, and he's a big <laughs> tennis fan. Huh. What is that li- reason? She's lived in the United States since she was, I think, four or five years old. Her entire tennis career has been in Bradenton, Florida, Tampa Bay, like in IMG Academies, Bradenton, Florida, everything she's ever done. To get where she is has been in IMG Academies, Braden, Florida, United States. Right. She plays under the Russian flag, her entire tennis career. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Do you have
0: thoughts on that? Huh. Um, of course, I, she was I, born I, there. So right, that's right, right. Totally so loud. yeah, I yeah. see where I see where where your dad's coming from on that, but I think I am okay with her. You sporting the flag she was where she was born. I think. Yeah, I think I am. How, I think how, I am too. I, I might have missed it. How long did you say she was in Russia before she moved to the U.S.? Uh, like her whole like, tennis career, but like was that like the first time no, no, she moved no. here was basically at thirteen?
1: No, no. The whole the when she moved here she was like five or six.
0: Okay, okay. She,
1: but like her her entire tennis career was in America. She was born in Russia, right. of course. That wherever your loyalties lie, you, you can. It's difficult to get it changed, and yeah, that's, not a, that's obvious. But, um, yeah, that's just. I, and I don't mind. I actually don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't, what, I
0: don't think I mind either. I I, yeah. under, I could see why you would, but I don't. I don't think I do.
1: Yeah. So, little fun fact. Um, good luck with the rest of her career. She's had a, a kind of an up and down career. She 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 peaked really really early, and then kind of faded off. Got in trouble for um for doping or whatever they they do in tennis for the equivalent of steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, and was off for a few years, and finally just called it quits. But thirty-two, I've met her. Uh, she's drop dead gorgeous in person. It, she's she's gonna start doing like modeling, or like do a clothing line, or a perfume line, or anything in that uh, arena. I think she'll crush it.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah. So there you go. There's uh there's the tennis update, and I think that does it for sports, and brings us into half number two, which is pop culture. Alrighty, so pop culture. Um, we'll start out with some uh, some big news that I think you have for us. Is that right?
1: Big news, Derek. <laughs> Taco Bell news, Derek.
0: Ta- Taco Bell news.
1: We're back. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since we've, yeah. since we've had Taco Bell news. <laughs> um, here's a question for you, because I kn- I asked you before. I know you haven't had this thing yet. Right. Do you think buffalo chicken... And truest sense of the word, buffalo chicken, like shredded chicken with buffalo sauce, right. not right. Mexican flavoring, would be good at Taco Bell.
0: Do I think it would be good? Um, you know, so the obviously the instinct says no, but I kind of think I trust it at this point because they've, they've done some weird stuff and like some of those weird things have been good. So I, I would say that I would have some confidence in it being good but my instinct says no it wouldn't be great.
1: Okay. So this is a this is a long time coming for Taco Bell. Buffalo chicken seemed like a natural thing for a fast food restaurant to try. They never did. Yeah, true. Um they went straight from like a buffalo chicken they skipped past the normal stuff. They skipped past buffalo chicken quesadillas or burritos or <laughs> yeah. nachos or tacos. They went straight to buffalo chicken nacho fries. They skipped all that stuff and put the <laughs> buffalo chicken on top of one of their newest and most
0: controversial yeah. items. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's very so, odd. Yeah.
1: So I will say it's so good. <laughs>
0: wow. It's okay. It's
1: so good. They do wow. buffalo chicken so well. It's Wow. It's my favorite type of meal, though. You would probably hate it. Okay, The why? buffalo chicken fries, they they put all the stuff on it. Buffalo chicken, tomatoes, pico de gallo, cheese, mm-hmm. and, and shred it up and on a, on top of nacho fries. Mm-hmm. All the flavors are so good. The buffalo chicken tastes great. It's a good texture. I know that's weird to say, but it's not like stringy or, or yeah. gross. It's like actually a really good chicken. Um, But it gets really not soggy, but mm. it's like a, you know, when you take like a bowl of something, you just mix it all up. Yeah. And it's m- basically half sauce, half other things. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what this becomes. And it's my favorite type of meal. Okay. You're but, a very, well, you're separate compartments for separate things. Kind of guy.
0: A lot of times I am, but I think it would depend. I would have to check it out because like, so one thing it sounds like it might be a negative is that it, Given what you just described, it sounds like they don't really remain like fries. You know,
1: they are fries for the first half
0: for okay, sure, okay. and they're good. Yep. They're like
1: crispy, and yep. you can you and they're they're not just like small little fries. They're like fries the length of the entire bowl, so you can right. cut them in half. It's just a good actual fries are used, right? But about halfway through, you gotta you gotta break out a, a fork and maybe a spoon. okay,
0: okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so this is definitely a utensil meal.
1: Oh, for sure. Okay, okay. Definitely.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I will try say it.
1: give it a try. I I, I don't think it's going to be a staple on their menu. I'm probably going to get buffalo chicken if it goes into other areas, like if I could just get a buffalo chicken taquito or taco or not or just regular nachos. I'll do that. Right. But this, I bet, won't stick around for long, but still yeah. very good.
0: Might not have a long shelf life, but you got to respect Taco Bell um, with that approach that you mentioned before, how they skip straight to it. Like, you know, yeah. you have a controversial item and you're like, oh, yeah, like you think this is controversial? Well, here yeah. you go. I'm going I'm, to let's put another controversial thing on it.
1: Right. See, Next, you're going to do what, fried what? chicken nacho fries. You're be like, <laughs> what? what? Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's say
0: you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. I
1: trust them. Whatever they say, I, they I are I excellent try anything once at Taco Bell.
0: They're excellent at this, at the promotion of the new stuff of 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 like of of synergy of different ideas. They're very they're very good at it. So
1: they're flavor scientists, wherever they go to school is the academic equivalent of Harvard. Yeah, it's very wherever true. Wherever you go to flavor school, <laughs> Guy Guy Fieri's Flavor School. Yeah. In Flavortown.
0: They they have graduate they graduated with honors from there. Yes.
1: They they <laughs> yeah. Right out of college. anyway good Um, so there you go
0: there's uh there's taco bell news uh for you on episode 146 so uh moving into the next topic uh lent is now uh has begun um did you think about this at all while we were reading i did not really no um so i don't i have do not have an item yet that i'm giving up i'll still try to think about this while you're saying what you're giving up but i'm very unlikely to think of one in the next 30 seconds. But what are you giving up for Lent, Steve?
1: Okay. Um, so Derek and I usually give up something and we talk about it. This is one of the first two years we haven't been together. Last year, I don't know if we did something together, but we usually talk about it at least. Yep. I'm giving up. This is going to be a big one. It's a big year for Steve and Lent.
0: Wow. That's saying bread.
1: something. Bread. Yeah. Listen to this bread, chips, and crackers, and all sorts of dipping items wow. besides like vegetables. Jeez. And fried food,
0: that's a lot.
1: Bread, fried food, chips, and crackers. Wow. Yeah.
0: Where do I usually is, go big?
1: I I go big for Lent. I I enjoy the challenge. I like the, it's like a mental test. It's a it's a test of, uh, your will, and I, I really enjoy it. So I think I can do it. One day in, it hasn't been
0: that bad. <laughs> so you did, but so that how how painful was that to talk about the buffalo chicken nacho fries? Um. <laughs> Can't have you know, them for a while right.
1: now. So now you're right. Now now you're making me think about it. It's a little <laughs> harder. But I did my turkey sandwich on like a little rice cake.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So
1: so avoid the bread. There, there's. I've got my first five days planned out, and mm-hmm. we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes after that. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna have to think so what, about it. What
1: are you giving up, Derek?
0: I'm gonna have to think about it. You know, there's uh there's uh, I you have ideas. Join me? I will not join you on 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 the things you listed. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, okay. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I I can't jump to that level. Um, you know, the one that I've that I've considered before. I don't remember if I ever actually did it before. We we might have done it one year. Was uh was giving up beer? Did we give up beer? We did. We did. I, and, ice that right. <laughs> and ice cream. That's right. We gave up beer and ice cream. That's right. That's right. Um, and we ended
1: up just drinking way more liquor. <laughs> yeah, than <wine>. that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
0: That's um, right. Didn't really work so, the way we thought it would. So what I think, if I remember correctly, was that was that was that predated the age when. Uh, when I was going to games at TD Garden a lot, you Ooh. know, and so I think that giving up beer would be a lot harder for me now. Um, and so yeah. th- that could be a good challenge, I think, because I, you know, if I go to Bruins, Celtics games and stuff, like now I have to go find like the cocktail concession stand, <laughs> like which is not as easy to find. Because <laughs> like, right. the, the point TD of Garden. doing
1: the point of doing no beer would be to drink less alcohol, not just right. Substitute yeah, I could I could say I'm going to give
0: up like wine if but if i wasn't drinking a lot of wine then it would be like not really it wouldn't really do anything if i just still drank a ton of beer or like you know whatever the case may be um giving up beer could be for not just alcohol reasons but if you wanted to give it up for like less carbs and like just you know uh just to challenge yourself then that you know that could be one thing so that's i could think about that one um but i have not decided yet what i'm gonna do so
1: all right well you got Got, uh, Zero time because today's hash. <laughs> it has to be something
0: I haven't had today. So right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But there you go. That that's uh, we'll have to stay updated with how challenging that is for you because I think that was a lot of item. That was a lot of items you listed and a lot of items that I think uh, are are accessories to things that you really like. So <laughs> exactly like dips. Um, yes, Love dips exactly. <laughs> um. So you might just be taking a spoon out to some hummus and <laughs> going at it. You know. But, <laughs>
1: I'm not going to comment on that.
0: <laughs> um so we'll stay updated with uh with the with what hap- what's going on with Lenten and, and how that goes. Um last topic in pop culture, uh Cozy Book Corner from you, I think, is that right?
1: That's right, Derek. Okay. So Cozy Book Corner this week. Is a book that we all know, or at least have heard of, and you've heard of this, right, Derek? Yep. Yes, please. By Amy Poehler. Uh, those who don't, for those who don't know, Amy Poehler is Leslie Nope on Park and Parks and Rec. She was in SNL for a long time, and drum roll, she's a Boston College graduate. Yes. Um. So this review is heavily biased. I I loved Park and Rec. I love SNL, and I am a Boston College graduate. So. This book could do no wrong, and I loved it. Uh, I listened to the audiobook. I was I was told to do that um, rather than read it, or at least like supplement it because she reads it. Oh, that's great. And she has and she has a bunch of people come on, like Seth Meyers and her mom and dad, and people from SNL come on and r- help her read certain sections, and they riff off each other. She reads the last chapter live in front of a, a live studio audience. Um, so. The audiobook experience highly, highly recommend if you're gonna read. Yes, please by Amy Poehler. Really, really funny. As you imagine, um, she gets, she's really self aware. She she knows that she's not a great writer. She talks about ha- hating the book writing process all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talks about her divorce and gets really real. She talks about her kids and like her postpartum depression, and she talks about. Um, her time on SNL, her time on Parks and Rec. So she covers a lot in a very small amount of time. Very real, very self-aware. She's so positive. She is Leslie Nope. Right. You watch Park, Parks and Rec yeah, right? Well,
0: I have, yeah, yeah.
1: She's the most well-cast character in history of television. <laughs> she is Leslie Nope just by another name. Um, so she's super positive. She laughs at all her own jokes in the audiobook. She laughs at every one of her own jokes. Right. Um, she just is having a great time reading it. So I highly recommend it. It's not going to change your life. It's not like a super deep book. She covers some top, some hard topics, but not like, it's not too sad, not crazy funny. Right. Um, so I'm going to give yes, please. By Amy Poehler, 83% Steve Nicholas avocados. All right.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. goes under not certified guac, but
0: worth a read. Nice. Yeah. The 83 number kind of matched exactly what I heard you describe there. So that was, I think that's pretty good.
1: Good. good. Yeah. I'm glad it, it's finally cozy book corner is finally starting to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Just took the long road, but we got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so that's it for uh, cozy book corner. Uh, yes, please buy me polar.
0: There you go. So give that one a read. Uh, won't change your life, but worth it. Um, give it a listen, <laughs> give it a listen. Actually. Yeah. Much, much better than giving it a read. Um, you can do that while you're driving. Can't read while you're driving, Steve. So um, that does it. <laughs> yeah. uh, that does it for pop culture, and brings us into the final drive. So you want to go first, or you want to go second?
1: I'm gonna go second. Derek.
0: Second. I'll go first. Um, so my final drive is uh, video game related, but a little different than what I have done in the past with video games, which is usually just like I got a a new uh, the newest edition of one of the like three different PS4 games that I ever get, and right. I I review them. <laughs> Um, So this one's a little different. Um, This is a review of the Nintendo Switch, which uh, I knew existed, but like really had never even seen one or like used one or anything. And uh, when I was skiing a few weeks ago, three people on the ski trip had Nintendo Switches and were having fun with them. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what am I missing out on here? And so I ended up looking it up. And uh, the Nintendo Switch has like a full version, but it also has just a handheld version called the Nintendo Switch Lite. And so that's what I got, which is cheaper. And it's only handheld, so you're not gonna hook it up to your TV. You can't you can't make it a full console like connected to your television. Um, but I have a PlayStation, so I was like, I don't really need that anyway. And so how much, how much was the light? The handheld is 200, uh, $199. So okay. um, not too much, but uh, but you know, still significant. So um, the Nintendo Switch, so really the, the best way I can describe this is it's like it's just a modern it, it's a it's the twenty it's the twenty twenty version of a Game Boy from your childhood. Oh. Um, it's like, you know, it's the same obviously company, Nintendo. It's got all the, you know, you can get all the old nostalgic games that you grew up playing, you know, for like very cheap on the Nint- on the Nintendo store, like I was telling you before the podcast I downloaded Sonic the Hedgehog for like 7.99 and like it's just mm. bringing back my memories of being a child. Um, and then there's also some, you know, newer good games but in the Nintendo style. So like I wouldn't I wouldn't go and get like you know uh there is no like call of duty but if there was i wouldn't go get that for this for this console because it's like not as probably easy to do that on a handheld device it's more for like some of those arcade games or like the um the, you know the like zeldas or like the, the 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 most popular ones that were in the nintendo's history right? right um so it's very very cool little system for that for those games and i think it just gives you that portable game system that's kind of like the, the new age of it that it's no longer limited to being these like lightweight games that you can have be portable you know like these are full-fledged games like that you could have on a full console in fact it is a full console if you get the version you can hook up to your TV you know so I think uh, it's pretty cool and, and I'll say uh, I, I wouldn't say it's like you have to go buy one but if you're if you have been curious about getting one I would recommend it I think it's a cool little cool little handheld console or or like I said this the full version that you can do both uh, handheld or television um, I think it's it's worth a try if you've been curious. So there you go, the N- Nintendo Switch. I say I recommend it.
1: I have been curious. I don't have the yeah. money for it currently, but... True. Potentially for the next Nintendo Switch 2 Lite.
0: Yes, true. The Nintendo Switch 2 Lite is probably what they'll yeah. call it. So.
1: Um, so my final drive tonight is... I recently saw both Parasite and 1917 in the same week. Wow, okay. So these are two Oscar nominated movies for Best Picture. Completely different movies. Both, Parasite won Best Picture. 1917 was rumored to uh, be like going to be the winner, was the expected winner. Right. So I'm going to compare these two movies quickly. If you haven't seen either, uh, I'm not going to do spoilers, so don't worry, but Parasite was good. It's a good movie. Metaphorically, it's off the charts. There is a every single scene means something. Every it, it's representative of a big problem. It's uh, you've probably heard. It's class warfare, basically. Yep. It's a well done movie, and it just it hits hard. And I respect it. 1917. While I was watching it in theaters, I said to myself, "I've never seen a movie like this before." I've never seen a movie do something like this before, mm-hmm. where the the idea is it's all one continuous scene. So they're all you're you end up you were right, Derek. I think you said this that you end up it's so good that you end up looking for the bad stuff. Like <laughs> you end up looking for the scene breaks because yeah. you can't find them. Like there's no way they can be doing this entire movie in one shot. Right. But the scenery is amazing. The just the shots, like the angles and things are coming in and things are happening all over the place. It's just and it's like spiritual and real and dark and war movie but also like sad and comforting and there's beautiful moments. It's just all over the board. I was sitting in that movie theater and I was like dang, I've never seen a movie like this. And they're both good. You can like one over the other but best picture, I think should have gone to nineteen seventeen. I, I was, I will probably never see another movie like that because it's so unique. Yeah. Um, wow. I know uniqueness is not what the they're picking on, but the the out of this world uniqueness of nineteen seventeen, the way it was shot and done and directed, I thought made it better. Not like necessarily the storyline or anything. So right, right. Both very good. See them both, but those are my thoughts on Parasite versus nineteen seventeen.
0: Both very good. There you go. Very helpful comparison there. Uh, and I still need to go uh, check both of those out. But now, especially 1917, uh, you have made me kind of dying to see it after that description. So,
1: if you have to see one in theaters, see 1917. For sure, see 1917. Cool. For sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: So, that'll do it for episode number 146. Uh, hopefully, the Vipers can get a win next week uh, before God. we go do 147. Uh, but that'll do it. So, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Later days.